Alright, welcome back folks. Uh, in the beginning, the good Lord created man, and man created the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. This is Aaron here. I'm with two of the uh, the rest of my co-hosts. We have Mr. Silly Sellis in the house. How are you this evening? I'm doing good, Aaron, man. Woke up this morning and I wanted to look at some Mike and Mike, which I do from time to time. Me too. Wife is on a... You know, a big show gig, so she leaves out the house early. And then when I turned on ESPN, I already saw a college basketball game going to halftime that was live. So I was like, they're doing that 24-hour college basketball opening up for the season. So it was a good time of the year for that. It was um, something Austin. Like, I remember them from the tournament a year or two ago. Yeah, SF Austin. That's right. Um, yeah, college. I have the Duke game on right now. They're having yeah. a tournament right now, yeah. uh, the State Farm Classic or something like that. Yep. Uh, watched the Badgers last weekend. They lost to Western Illinois for some reason. So uh, all Wisconsin sports that I enjoy are doing terrible right now. <laughs> um, we also have uh, Dr. M in the house. How are you tonight, friend? Doing pretty well, just like you guys. I woke up this morning to this great college basketball marathon going on right now. Um, been checking out the Syracuse game the last few minutes. Who are they playing? They're playing uh, St. Bonaventure tonight. Oh, wow. What is that? And, uh, like, what is that institution? I have no idea. I've heard of it, and I, I have no idea what it is or where it is. It sounds pretty sweet, the name, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm happy that uh, college basketball season's finally started. Yeah, man. Let's see where it goes. And uh, D- Mr. D. Wayne may or may not join us. I see he's kind of ch- uh, Google chatting us. Google's having some issues, but somehow we all, the three of us, after about five minutes, are able to get into the same chat window, because that's how we record the podcast from across state lines. So... We're here tonight to kind of react to what we saw in Raw last night, and oh boy, do I have some thoughts. And then, um, as well as kind of do a combo preview of the upcoming Survivor Series 2015 pay-per-view uh, live on the WWE Network this Sunday. I guess we'll kind of, I want to jump into what the internet's kind of reacted to as the most controversial thing coming out of Raw, and that was the main event segment. Um, we saw the contract signing for the Divas Championship match. Between the champion Charlotte and the number one contender Paige. Uh, long story short, in what I kind of felt was a lackluster feud up to this point in terms of build, they went there. They uh, they had Charlotte talk about her inspiration she draws from her late brother uh, Reed Flair, and then Paige. Uh, what were, did you guys remember the exact words Paige said about Reed? Can I, can I make a small comment before we continue? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, have, I have to make it a. Uh, I guess. Uh, uh, what do what you call it? I gotta make a, I got honest moment that I missed it, um, but I did read about it. So I don't know exactly how it broke down, but just how you're describing it, um, I, I did hear it was kind of a lackluster feud that had an interesting build up. So I'm kind of interested to see how it is, and it had a low grade for Bleach Report when I read it uh, to see what the segment happened. So I, I, I want you to continue with this, but I just want to give an honest opinion that I did oh. not see. That. I fell asleep oh. on it. No worries. I almost didn't watch it because somehow that Bengals Texans game got really, really interesting in the second half. I was going back and forth. Dr. M, do you remember exactly what Paige said? Um, not word for word, but I know she said something about, um, don't you wish your little brother had more fight in him or, or something yeah. like that? Yeah. And it was, and then that's kind of where, you know, they've been going back and forth, back and forth. And that's where Charlotte loses her cool. And they brawl. It was like a legit brawl. Like it would have been legit for guys to have the type of brawl they had. It was really, really hard hitting. The officials came out trying to try and split them up unsuccessfully several times. Uh, Charlotte throws the table. The contract was on at Page, and 
you know, you kind of have the obligatory stare down as they fade to black. So I was watching this whole segment with my wife, who she enjoys the divas, you know, being a woman and being a fan of the Total Divas reality show. And we're just sitting there watching this back and forth. And I guess I don't know if it read this way to you, Dr. M, or to you, D-Wayne, who's now joined us. The, the whole segment, the whole promo felt very forced and unnatural and a little awkward. And I was kind of waiting, sitting there waiting for something to happen. And my wife's even like, this is really bad. And then they bring up the thing about her brother. And I was like, ooh, now it's interesting. And my wife didn't understand the backstory, so I had to explain it to her. Then she's like, you know, is that cool that they went there, that they did that? You know, she seemed legitimately upset. I said, well, that was probably the point to get a reaction from her as well as the audience kind of getting on her side because, you know, it was funny. My wife, you know, what she watches of the Divas segment, she even noted to me, like, she's not a good baby face, Charlotte. Like, she's not terribly likable. Like, me as a woman, I don't really relate to her because she's so big and not terribly like it. She doesn't seem as confident in, her, in herself as she could. And then you go on Twitter later, and um, Reed's mother, who was Ric Flair's, I guess, ex-wife now, said how classless the whole thing was, and they she thought it was you know really bad writing. And she tweeted that to Vince and Steph and Triple H. But you kind of wonder if that's part of a work because this whole family's been wrestling forever. I don't know what to make of the whole thing other than it was mildly entertaining at the end, but it felt forced. And like a card that they played now that they could have played for a WrestleMania angle. We have two chains and D-Wayne who have since joined the conversation now. So what what are you guys' thoughts about how Raw ended there with that segment? That's horrible. I hated it. I, I saw you message that to us last night. Can you tell us why you hated it? I felt like Charlotte felt so scripted and it was so bad. Like, I could actually sense Paige a little bit, but Charlotte just made the whole thing bad. I mean, she was just so scripted, and I like this. I like the idea of having the contract signed at the end for Divas, but it was just horrible. To me, it was just horrible. I think Charlotte, she just can't do a promo right now. Not only that, I don't feel like she's working very well as a babyface. Like, you had the mega heel champion long-term in Nikki Bella, and you feel like whoever beat her should be super over and should be super popular, and I don't feel like Charlotte is with fans, and maybe that's just me. Uh, I think I think because of how much good competition and uh, work was done, the whole um, Raw, mm-hmm. to have that end it was more like a, felt like a middle of Raw segment. I agree. So, to my surprise, it was you know that was actually the end of it, um, and you know actually watching Monday Night Football and watching that, it felt exactly the same. Like what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just saying that earlier too. It's, it was definitely cheap heat. I think there's definitely, uh, I, I, I think there's definitely ventures that you stay away from, and mm-hmm. even when it when it happened, I didn't even think about it. So Paige must have already been loaded with that, knowing that she was going to try something like that. Because, like, you know, even being a fan of wrestling, I I didn't even think about, you know, um, the tragic death. So I didn't like it at all. And I don't think it's fair that she was allowed to play with that, that element, because there's a lot of other people that now you can think like, all right, now, you know, she goes without any punishment. Other people may try that just to make a good promo. Well, I, I would, I would like to. But you know what? 
I didn't have a problem with it because I feel like it's a card that actually makes could make the match seem personal. So I actually didn't mind that part. It does. I feel like I, mean, I feel like they had to have at least cleared that with Ashley Flair, aka Charlotte. I don't think you'd throw that out there without clearing that with her, making sure it's cool. But I guess like you like you said, like I just don't understand why play that card for a feud that's not like it just felt desperate, I guess is what my problem with it was. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like I think even when Paige did that original uh pipe bomb, that got kind of felt kind of desperate to me. So maybe yes. she's trying to bring back the energy in this Divas Revolution. And that's good for her. But as far as that, nothing else has been, you know, sort of say an evolution because everybody seems to still be at their same peak of when they arrived on the roster. Yeah. So I think Paige is still I mean, um, excuse me, I think Charlotte is still has a lot more work to do. Mm-hmm. Her she looks good in ring, but as you know, like there's other elements to being a wrestler than just your in ring performance. And I'm I'm also in agreement with uh D Wayne and whoever said that um her promos can do a lot more work. Yeah. Now, our resident divas expert, Dr. M, I guess kind of coming to you on this, you know, do you kind of agree with where we're at, where we're at with it, and who do you see winning the title match at the pay-per-view? So I definitely agree that um, Charlotte needs a lot of promo work, and I think in the long run, yeah, she would be much better as a heel going forward. Um, just because I think you pointed out well, Aaron, that as a face, I, I would imagine it's hard for a lot of people to connect with her. I personally didn't have a problem with the with the card that Paige pulled out last night. Really, my issue is that I think it should have happened earlier. It would have been um, nice to build that over a couple weeks. I agree. Yeah, yeah, because a contract signing like should be they should have gone into that contract signing, you know, intense and ready to tear each other apart. And if Paige would have said that line like a couple weeks ago, this contract signing would have felt way more important mm-hmm. and it would not have feel, felt as forced as it did last night. So the card itself is the, you know, the line that Paige threw out is not an issue for me, at least. The issue is that it should have happened earlier. So that way, last night, it would have been a much more compelling, intense presentation. And, you know, Paige did the best she could, but she didn't get much help from Charlotte because Charlotte was flat with promos. So, um, and, and like you, like you said earlier, Aaron, this whole thing would not have happened if it was not approved by Charlotte. Um, and I think several like Lance storm, at least on Twitter last night, pointed that out. Like I saw there's that. no way, there's no way Paige would have said that line. If Charlotte, Ric Flair, Vince, if everybody wasn't in agreement with it. So, um, yeah, I think it just should have happened earlier. And as far as Sunday goes, I would actually give the title to Paige. I would um, too. I don't think the Charlotte Reign's working. No, it's not working. And there's there's so much more you can do with Paige as a character. Mm-hmm. Paige is a natural heel, and the formula always works. A face should be chasing a heel for the title. So, um, yeah, I would I would think Paige is going to win on Sunday. Anybody I, disagree I with that? I have a question for y'all. I, I, I don't agree, but I do agree with the philosophy of it because I'm I'm in total agreement that Charlotte is just going to be um, the stepping stone to a Sasha Sasha debate. Um, gets y'all. the gets the title. So yeah, you know, uh, uh, I'm thinking Charlotte versus uh, Sasha for the title WrestleMania. I love it. I have, 
have a good question for y'all. Do y'all think this is a, a this segment was forced due to the Seth, Seth Rollins injury? Mm, uh, no. Because I believe that Seth Rollins was wasn't injured, that wouldn't have been the last segment of Raw last night. I mean, probably not, because you would have think Roman and Seth would have ended the the show. That would have been a better contract signing. But I think they the reason they put it in the main event is to try to push that feud because there wasn't a lot of steam behind it. And you saw the promo packages that led up to it the whole night. I think they were just trying to make um, chicken salad out of chicken something else, for lack of a better term. <laughs> And I, and I don't know, man. Like this Survivor Series right now. What'd you say? I'm just not excited about this Survivor Series right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm sort of with you, but there's a way that they can get us there. But I agree with you at this moment. What, what I, were you gonna say, too, James? I was just gonna say, like, I just, I don't agree that I don't think that um, Charlotte or Rip Flair would have had to approve for that segment. I don't think. I think for something to hit home that close, I wouldn't want anybody to. Um, mess around with the elements considering the fact that what somebody may agree to may not be actually what they do. Right. And Paige has been loose lips and kind of a loose cannon on everything she does as and in, in, in every element if you look at her life. Like, you know, you see on Total Divas, you've seen her on um, Tough Enough. She on see Twitter recently? Yeah. like you Holy see cow. On, like everything about her just seems to just be I hate to say it but like really immature and and it's fitting like young girl with money from another country living American dream and just going bananas right now like (laughs) it's not a bad character to have though on TV it's it's an excellent character but I just wouldn't want her to play with my personal life right well the stuff that she was doing with Lana and uh, Summer Rae on Twitter the past 24 hours WWE.com picked it up which is like it's so blurry what's what's at work and what's at shoot, but it's kind of interesting. I could get into it. You don't really know, and maybe that's part of the point, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing Paige versus Lana someday for whatever whatever hot mess that would be. That would be fantastic. Is there any status on her recovery, how Lana's doing with that wrist? Well, I'm sure she's fine. I'm sure. <laughs> I, think it's, I think they said four months, and it's been about two now. Well, it was when did you go to that house show, Two Chains? That's where it happened at. Oh yeah, that's right. It's been about yeah, it's been about two months. So and probably you know after the rumble somewhere around there ish. Okay. Um, I guess so. We kind of made our predictions there. We're gonna kind of continue through Raw and then frame that into the pay per view. So basically, the good bulk of Raw was focused on the um, the quarterfinals. That's what that's what they're called, right? Yep. Which it should have. Which it should have been the quarterfinals. And um, so we had Roman Reigns beat Cesaro. Ugh. It had to happen. It, it had to it happen. It did because of the story they're trying to tell with the tournament, but mm, I thought the whole thing with Triple H was cool where he was kind of pumping Cesaro up backstage. I liked it. Man, man I'm, just not, I'm just not agreeing with anybody. I think that's cheap, too. Just In what like, way? Hey, Cesaro, oh, I, I loved it. We know how good you are. Here's your props. We're not going to push you. Well, I, I loved it. I think it's, I think it's teasing. I think it's teasing a potential turn for Cesaro. Yeah, no. Make sure you guys remember this. Hey, listen. <laughs> because in six months, right now, it's just what I'm saying, it never happened. Go on, Dwayne. All this, all this, this 
talk about Triple H. Oh yeah, he could be the man. I got something that Roman Reigns is going to just turn this out of series. It's just it's starting to become a little bit obvious right now. Well, and that's that's kind of uh, what's interesting about what I'd like to propose here. And I proposed this last week, too. I just want to go through the rest of it here. So we had uh, ADR beat Kalisto in what was actually kind of a fun match, believe it or not. Kalisto um, so underrated. He really is. It was a lot of fun. I like seeing him work against big guys. I didn't yeah. actually see the match on SmackDown against Ryback, but I heard good things. Um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Is it safe to say Kalisto is the reincarnation of Rey Mysterio? I don't, I don't want him to be. I'm He's really not young. as charismatic yet, but like, got to think, Rey took a long time since like 1995 ECW to get there. So like, it could happen. But it's going to take mean, a while. I mean, I don't think he's, he's by no means where he had as successful as a career. But, I mean, his in-ring work, uh, working with bigger guys, his speed, everything. I think he is definitely, or at least he resembles the Rey Mysterio of WCW for sure. Well, yeah, I, I don't think that that's by mistake. I think that you it, there's always a place yeah. for a guy like that. Um, yeah. You had Kevin Owens defeat... Um, who did KO wrestle? Oh, why can't I Neville. think of Neville. Oh, Neville. 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 And match of the night. You, yeah, you were really high on that match, Celis. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I thought I thought that really worked well for both characters because it just proved how good Neville was mm-hmm. when he was in NXT to be an NXT champion for a long time. And you just forget, just because he doesn't talk very well, that doesn't have to say that his in-ring work <laughs> is superior. That modified he, neckbreaker thing was sweet. Oh, my God. That was the move of the night to that me. That was I had sweet. To turn around. Like, I was literally going upstairs to brush my teeth, and I saw it happen. <laughs> and I like, stopped in my tracks. What time and did you, you just brush your teeth at 9 o'clock? You were getting to bed early. Uh, it's, it's been long. Basketball season is back. It's been a long week. Oh, understood. I was like, man, that was the first match. You were brushing your yeah. teeth. Yeah, it wasn't good. No man, wonder you didn't. Season is in, so you know that takes a lot of my time. No but, wonder you, you know, make it to the main event. That, you know, <laughs> those two really work well in the ring. And I even I have a thing to myself like these two never got a chance to touch on an NXT level, right? Because they actually did have a Apple, match. They yeah, did. Neville went up to the uh, big leagues by the time Owens was champion. No, they, they, they did, did a match on NXT when um after Owens won the title, he tried to avenge Sami Zayn and he took Neville out. You're right. You're and right. That, yeah, so they did. Um and then the last match was Dean versus Dolph. I guess I wasn't into this although it, it looked technically sound. I kept tuning out because it's like Dolph ain't winning. No way. Right. It wasn't believable that Dolph could win because he's not treated seriously on TV. He looks like a, a ripoff of a Motley Crue video right now. Yeah. He's not treated. He's not He's not being treated fair on TV or, nope. or any of the WWE website polls. Like, <laughs> he's, he's basically just becoming non-existent. Well, and, and you think about where he was a year ago exactly this time. He was the sole survivor in that huge yes, authority Versus Team Cena match. And Sting came out and helped Dolph Ziggler, of all people. And stole his thunder. And stole his freaking thunder. You know what? That's absolutely right. I didn't even think of it that way till a year later. Good job, Dr. M. But Dr. M, let me ask you this. Do you think Dolph was trying to sell too hard for that match? I thought he was trying to oversell, even though he's one of the he best always sellers oversells. in the business. I, did you think he was trying to oversell some things? Uh, well, it's hard for me to, to complain about the way Dolph sells anything, although I think we can probably all point out times where he does overdo it a little bit, but I mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's just part of his style. Yeah. I, I honestly didn't like the match very much. I think I was kind of aligned with you, Aaron, in that 
at least for the first like two thirds of it, it just kind of felt slow. And they they were trying to do like a technical wrestling match to start. And when Dean I think of never Ambrose, a I don't match. think of technical wrestling. Yeah. Um, so that was weird. And you know, by the end of it, you know, the fans were into it, and, and it did have a, a good end. I don't know something something about it just didn't work for me to be honest. I know that tirade at the end. I didn't buy it at all. What do you make of that? You think that's setting up anything, or is that just kind of like a let's get on Dean's side type of thing? Hey man, I, I got a new theory coming up for you, fresh off the press. Oh boy! So we know Dean, and, we know Dean and, and Rowan are definitely going to be two to uh, to be in for the championship. You, are you, you sure about so. that? You sure about that? I don't Dean, think so. Dean and Rowan. Well, I I think uh, they're going to it. They keep it, so it's too obvious. They keep it friendly. I think Triple H or somebody in authority interferes and Dean goes over uh, to win the championship to set up um, his run into WrestleMania. Not sure who, who it's going to be against, but I do like the fact that I think that Ronan versus uh, Triple H for WrestleMania, considering that now, now that The Rock um, has pretty much been ruled out and you, know, you can start thinking like, well, we need some type of big, I guess legendary presence, and I think that Ronan Reigns and Triple H would be a good match. Well, but you already know, like you hear the stories that Roman's going to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. There's too many articles out there, so unless they do a switch, that's what, we, that's what we're going to get. I, I I have another theory myself, and I don't think Dean's going to be in the championship. I really don't. You know what? I think you and I have to. Hear. You and I agree there. Then I'll let you say it. Well, you, do you want me to go ahead and say my scenario? Well, yeah, because what we're looking at at Survivor Series, just to kind of recap, we have Roman and ADR. I think we all know Roman's coming through on that one. I don't think that's that's the appeal. <laughs> just, I'm sorry, Mex America. I was into it's, it for a second. I'm not anymore. The promo backstage was weak sauce. It's so funny when we all say, "Well, we all know who's going to win that one," <laughs> right? But right. but the one I think is intriguing, and it's the one that's going to make or break this show to an extent, at least for the first half, and I know you're, and I think I know where you're going with it, but you have KO against Dean, which is going to be a tremendous match, by the way. Um, but what, I guess it, what it sounds like to me is you're saying KO is going to go to the finals. Is that what I I'm... think KO definitely will go to the finals. I, think, I, mean, I don't think it's going to be anything dirty. I just think Dean is going to be so upset that he's going to lose against this match that when Roman faces uh, Kevin Owens at the final, I can see... Roman winning that match. Roman getting the belt over Kevin Owens in a good match. But I think Dean is just going to get so upset that he's going to turn heel himself and start like a mini feud between him and Roman going into the Royal Rumble in which that's going to mess up Roman winning the match by Dean like trying to beat him up after the match and then Sheamus cashes in. So then you have uh, Roman versus Dean side feud going into Mania why Sheamus is the champion but he'll lose it eventually at Royal Rumble itself. I mean, excuse me, you have a Dean versus Roman uh, feud going into Royal Rumble, which will end, and then uh, Sheamus will lose the title at uh, Royal Rumble. Oof. I, I like I like that, actually. I, I, well, I do like it. I just don't see... It's, I think right now it's really set up for Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns to meet. I just don't, as much as we probably want Kevin Owens, because he, we know that he'll put on a good match Indeed. with the Marines. I just don't see it because the way the whole thing is, and we know creative right now, they're not really unpredictable. <laughs> so if you want to be t- 
technical about it, and we already know who's calling the shots. It's going to be Dean Ambrose versus Roman Reigns. But here's the thing, though, about that, Dwayne. The only reason why I say you have KO against Roman Reigns, you have to sell Roman as the biggest babyface going into Mania. And the biggest way you can do that is have him go against Kevin Owens and then have that side feud where you don't bring the authority in with that. You don't have to. The only reason I say you don't have to, because eventually when Seth Rollins comes back, He's going to be a big, he's going to be a face. So you're either going to have to turn Dean Ambrose or Roman Reigns heel, and I think that you'll get a better pop turning Roman Reigns heel. We, I think we, I think we all have either mentioned that or said that, but in theory, I just do not see Roman Reigns going heel by any. I don't. Extent. I don't either. Not anymore. Not anymore. He's like becoming too much of a Cena that no matter what we do to want him to go heel, <laughs> it's not going to happen again. Not since his Shield days. Well, but, but, but so I definitely agree. I think I like I predicted on the last show. Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens is my pick uh, to go into the finals. Uh-huh. Um, he's my at heart. He's my pick to win. I agree with you. At mine, I think Ronda Reigns win. Right. But I also it's like the every time you you try to book this, you always have to consider. What's best for uh, booking in regard to Sheamus? And it's just right. like... And the only person that could beat him is Brock Lesnar at the Rumble. <laughs> yeah, and you want to make sure that Sheamus is not in a feud with none of these big men. Exactly. Nobody can name. We don't want Sheamus to be dealt exactly. with. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so I mean, in that case, I see where you're coming from. In that case. Yeah. Um, but All right, let's go back to... As, like I said, you, y'all said that y'all, again, at heart, y'all want Kevin Holmes to win. I, I, I really do. I understand why. But you know what I think WWE thinks of him? I think that they think of him as that person that will put on a good match with anyone but won't give him the title. Mm. I think that's that's what they eventually think of him. Uh, short term, yes, not long term. What? I think short term and long term. Because I think the long term booking is booked up, then he won't get it. Because you got to think about it. Eventually... After Roman Reigns, you know, within the next year or two, Cena's due for a title reign. You don't have to rush it, though. Because eventually they're going to give him his 16. Uh, I don't give think for a while. Not for, not for a year or two. That could be a whole angle in itself if they draw yeah, it out. Exactly. You know? I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. You, you have to think about that. You also have to think about you're eventually going to have a Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins feud when he comes back. You're eventually going to have that. That's SummerSlam. Yeah. And eventually, you're going to have a, trip, a Shield triple threat match. So, I think... SummerSlam. So, so when you add that onto, I don't see Kevin Owens having a legit title anytime soon. And if he does, he'll be nothing but a transitional champion. But he's your Money in the Bank winner next year, though. We, we even discussed that. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. You know what? Actually, I, I and that, that makes sense, too, if Kevin Owens that, win, just to lose to Sheamus. That part makes sense. But then you make Sheamus a face, right? No. Or are you making Kevin Owens a face? Kevin Owens could work it Kevin Owens could work with Hill versus Hill. You know, he, he could work with anybody. I think that's that's like an underrated quality of somebody that has very good work work. It doesn't matter if they're face or heel, so True. To say. True. Can I can I throw a scenario out there that yeah, that, sure. that could work? Cause so so D Wayne, you mentioned the big rumor is that we're going to get Brock versus Roman for the title at Mania, and as I said previously, I am perfectly fine with that. I would love to sure. see a decisive win either way on that because I thought the match they had at WrestleMania this past year in California was tremendous. What if you did this? 
there's really only two ways they're booking this thing. Roman's obviously going to the finals. There's yep. I don't think anybody's disputing that. Where we're <laughs> hung up is whether Dean Dean goes in and jobs, and either either Roman stays face, which I think would be terrible, or Roman turns heel on Dean and joins the Authority after claiming to not want to do so. That would be very effective, and you'd have a nice short-term feud between those two leading into Roman's mania feud, which assumingly would be Brock. The other way you go about it is you turn Dean heel, although I just don't see that being as effective. You know, I think people are going to get a lot more heat on Roman than they would on Dean. Plus, people right. are going to cheer Dean, too. Um, he wouldn't get a 100% heel, fit, you know, heel reaction. I don't think you go there. Now, let's look if you had KO beat Dean and go to the finals. Uh-huh. I don't see Kevin Owens being the champion going into Mania either, but you have an opportunity here since you're going to be down Orton for a while, you're down Cena for a short while, and you're down Seth Rollins for a long while. <laughs> what if you put the title on KO and he joins the authority? It would make all the sense in the world with his character because he's all about getting that payday and being successful. Well, what's what more can you do to ensure your success but then by joining the authority? He, he joins the authority. Triple H interferes on his behalf. Kevin Owens walks out of Survivor Series. You champion. You you restock up the authority with some tough guys. Maybe you bring back J and J also, and you have them defend him against Roman, against Dean, against maybe Sheamus with Money in the Bank if you want to go there. And eventually, maybe you have him drop the title to Roman, who would have a legit claim to it at the Rumble or at TLC. Now you might say, well, yeah, but he's just a transitional champion. That does that's not really work. Yeah, but. He will be a world champion. Like he will always have that claim. If in the business of trying to make new stars more than ever, what better way to do that in the short term with Kevin Owens, and then you give him a nice little mania match with somebody? I, I definitely can kick that. And, and plus, and, and let's be honest, the last two WWE World Heavyweight Champions outside of Brock Lesnar have been long term. Seth Rollins had a long run. CM Punk had a long run. It's due for a short transition. Yes champion and that best time is to do it now between now and rumble two months is all we need to build up what we need for that mania match and we've only you know, had I, two I, I we've had two champions exactly. in the last year and a half your best choice is sheamus he, this is <laughs> he has to money in the bank because if he doesn't cash it now when he's going to cash it after oh. Mania, you could do it after mania he doesn't have to do it till june it july mania, yeah. um, you, okay. here's here's my response to that if that's the best reason are you is anybody excited about that and if not, it, whether in a heel way or a babyface way, then like that's not the best choice. Not right now. Not when you're down stars and down ratings. It's not the best I, choice. I, I have some questions. Okay. Okay. But before you go there, but even just to add, before you ask your question, even to add to your point, Aaron, remember what I always been saying: June third, two thousand sixteen, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2's come out. Who's playing Rocksteady? That could be a good transition to your summer movies. Shame is <laughs> being in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Just remember that. But go ahead. What's your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly what I'm getting at. That's I'm, so good. I'm sorry. I'm go ahead. Shame seems to be the only person to be involved in a movie that has not taken a leave of absence. Exactly. Who are you talking? Like, who? I, I, I don't. Seamus has not left. He did yet. not take a day no, off. It's because he filmed it during his injury hiatus. No, no, he was still working when he filmed it. Oh, yeah. well. Um, okay. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I thought he filmed it when he was hurt. Not even to mention, like, Seamus is not, like, just some has-been. Like, if he's seen on set, those pictures are going to go viral. So, I, I, there hasn't even been much of that going on. I, I forgot that it's coming out in June. So, I'm not, like, I'm kind of wondering, like, 
how much of his character is about to be CGI or something, you know? Because sure. like, there's not much statements going wrong with that movie. But uh, my other question is to, to everybody. <laughs> All right. If, if or when or will if Samus wins the title, how long does he keep it? Does he actually win it? And what's your over and under on that? Because I, I basically think that Seamus, like Seller said, if Seamus wins it, he's not keeping it no longer than two months. Two months. That's my over under. <laughs> can, I, can I just interject here? Something completely sort of off topic. You talked about has been. I think uh, a good name for a tag team with Wade Barrett, who jobs to um, the yeah, Lucha Dragons, should be the has beens. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Slam dunk. I'm out. So how long you think she- you think Seamus wins the title, and if so, how long does he keep it? It'd Too be much. a real it'd be a real nice thing to just throw at a babyface champion that walks out of Mania, and I could see it being a short term thing. Like wouldn't that if Roman does come out of Mania with the title, wouldn't it be kind of cool to throw Seamus at him in the spring as like a short feud, and then have him get the title back from Seamus? I I, I think guess. that's the best way to do it because I just don't see. Well, you got Roman Reigns, you got Rollins coming back, you got Lesnar, you got maybe Kevin Owens if things go the way I'd like them to go. I I don't see Sheamus in that echelon of being interesting. Um, that's just me, and I, I don't actually I don't think that's just me, but that's my opinion. You know how much more better this tournament would be if Cena and uh, Brock was in it. Uh, yeah, but uh, we've we've been there before, and I actually yeah. find it more interesting without them. That's again, that's I, I just agree. my opinion. What's up? I, I know exactly where you're going from, Two Chains, but to me, if those two are in it, those two are expected to win. Yes. Especially with the Cena monster, he's just going to crush everybody that has a potential hope of even thinking about. Like, somebody like a Kalisto would not make it as far if Cena was in it. I mean, this yeah. is the perfect I mean, opportunity for that. I, you take them out, but then you really can't sort of say, well, we all know who's going to win. Because you can't just say, all right, Cena's definitely going to win this. You're going to be like, all right, well, if you put Brock in this, you know he's not going to. You know, he's not going to lose. But then he's like, well, we really want that Brock and Ronan Reigns match. So do we just book it here? Like, there's so many possibilities. Then you hear the rumors that you want Dean Ambrose to be the top baby face. Like, the possibilities would have been so unlimited. It would it, it could have been really good. My, Instead of a way better pay-per-view than we might get anyway. It's Here's my thing on that, though. You, there's only so many guys you have on the roster that could legit work with Brock. I wouldn't. I wouldn't spend a Brock match against the top guy like Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. You do it at Mania, I think, or or SummerSlam. That's my opinion about that. Oh, but um, oh, it would person for uh, Brock. Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Hey, you can't say that, Aaron, when they give uh, Kofi Kingston to yeah. to Brock Lesnar in, in Japan. Well. <laughs> It was in Japan, so it didn't count, you know. <laughs> it's the Vegas rule. That's my opinion. You're right. I was asleep. Yeah. You, yeah. We were all half asleep watching that. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, I guess this really is, you know, we'll talk about the Undertaker thing in, in just a second, but this really is the crux of this pay-per-view because it's what it's all based around is this tournament. You know, you have your little accoutrements on the side with the Divas and with the Taker match, but... This really is going to be what makes or breaks it, and I guess there's a couple right ways I think they can go about it to make things interesting for short-term as well as keeping their long-term booking open, and then there's a couple things that are just going to kill the crowd. I think anything would be great except a babyface Roman Reigns win of that tournament. I'm, 
I just don't see that being at all what, because, you know, we tried that at the Rumble, and we saw how that worked out, and I think the same thing would happen here. But right. we'll see. I'm, I'm not going to be able to watch this live, so I'm going to hopefully not get it spoiled. I'll be in New York, like I said last episode. But um, I'll, I'll be texting you. No, you won't. I'll have my phone off. I'll be on Broadway that night, so I won't even have my phone on. Did you, did you hear what happened? What you guys should do is text me, text me crazy stuff that didn't happen. That would be more entertaining to me. Like, oh my God, the Ultimate Warrior zombie came out, won the whole thing. Good Lord, Michael. Um. It's gonna be something. Um. I, I want to precede our discussion of the Undertaker Wyatt family match. You know, I with um. Okay, so like I said, I watched Raw with my wife off and on. We were turning it back and forth between the uh, Monday Night Football game, which, holy cow, um, and then and Raw. Then there was two. So Raw starts with the Druids, and my wife's like, what's this? And I'm like, oh, the Undertaker does this thing with the Druids. You didn't see him at WrestleMania when we went because they did the whole thing with the coffins, and then they did the whole thing where the street got broken, and we were all sad in New Orleans. Um so Taker and uh, Kane come out, and they cut the promo, you know, lots of references to to hell and to darkness and destruction, and it's just kind of your typical, um, you know, Undertaker promo in a box type of thing, was what it was, and then the Wyatts come out, and then it was kind of cool, they turned the, the, the Druids into sheep mask guys, and they tried to beat up Taker and Kane unsuccessfully. Do you see Taker, by the way, picked the one guy up about 17 feet in the air? Uh-huh. Dear yeah. Lord. Um, but then, like, when they, when they revealed that the Druids have sheep masks on, JBL is one way to just ruin the whole segment. Those Druids have been loyal to Undertaker for 25 years, Michael. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? They've been. He's been loyal to them for years. It's just oh, like that, that wasn't the only JBL gym of the night. Well, what um, was another one? I think it was. Oh, what match was it? It was some match where somebody applied a single leg Boston Crab. Oh, there was a couple of those and, that night, I think. Yeah. And when I think Boston Crab, the last person I think about is Rob Van Dam. I did not hear that. For some reason, brought up Rob Van Dam during a Boston Crab. <laughs> that is that is vintage Rob Van Dam, Michael. Yeah. That was that was probably the funniest part of the night for me. You know what was more vintage? Rob Van Dam was Holly Holmes' kick to Ronda Rousey's face in that fight on Saturday. Yeah. No. You know, Santa, I apologize. I know. Because here's, here's the thing. What, did y'all bet money on it? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think I texted the whole group. I might just text it to two chains. All right, no lie. It's a bleach report came out, and I put it on the Nigeria, and I said, okay, they said, Holmes can win if she plays the match perfectly. And I said, two chains, do you think this is true? No, you text and everyone she, that because I saw that on Saturday okay, also. Yeah, I text everyone that. So two chains like, no, nah, it is no way that's going to happen. And I forgot the match happened Saturday night, you know, because uh, – as a, as a side note, we had kind of pre-celebrated uh, D-Wayne's birthday and happy birthday to D-Wayne, you know, with a little surprise party. And when I got home, next thing you know, I got a text message, you know, that it said Ronda Rousey upset or knocked out. And I was like, wait, this did not just happen. And then I went and saw the video footage and I said, ooh, this really happened. And then the first thing I thought about was, hmm, 
she actually did win, and she must have played the match perfectly. So she did I, really. There were some times that she could have got put in an armbar, but Ronda Rousey just played the match imperfectly. I watched it live. I I have two things to say about this match. I'm gonna I'm, I'm go with, on the UFC topic, and then I'm gonna go to WrestleMania topic. First off, yeah, I do have to apologize because whatever the, the what you said in the Bleacher Report was 100 percent correct of what could happen. Right. Because when I feel like you're a champion in the UFC, you don't you don't got hit, you don't see different different styles of martial arts, but you know how to win. You have the desire to win. You have the champion blood in you. And Ronda just went into this match. And I was telling my girl, I was like, the reason why Ronda lost is because she tried to go toe to toe with a kickboxer. Mm. You forget that she's a Olympic gold median in jujitsu, but she didn't keep it close. She didn't keep it on the ground. She completely played to a kickboxer. Yeah. And she and you and you're gonna lose every single day because you have no boxing background. But you you don't have the distance. Like if you look at Holly Holmes' legs, you don't want one of those coming near your body. Right. Right. Because if you look at some of Holly Holmes' other fights, she's made people quit by leg kicks straight to the straight to the thigh. Like those leg kicks are powerful. So she she lost, and and I'm hearing like crazy stuff about she's like through the fight and all this other random stuff. She lost the fight because she didn't come with a game plan. She nope. thought she was just gonna make this this brush it under the rug, and maybe this is why you shouldn't open up your mouth talking about. Well, after this, I'm just gonna take vacation, like you know, just like the um, not the Miami Heat, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers were all having parties and stuff before they went to the championship. Like it was just gonna be like the, it was already won. And she got overzealous and, and lost bad. So she got brought back to reality. And, that, and you know, she'll be back. And she's going to realize, like, hey, this is what I'm good at. This is what I have to do. And right. Holly, if you notice that, if you watch the fight, Holly, anytime Ronda went down, Holly stood back. Like, I'm not going to the ground with her. Right. I right. already know what time it is I go to the ground. I'm sticking to what I'm good at. But on the other, on the other end, this was UFC 198. If you haven't heard, Ronda says she's taking a break to UFC 200. So, at the rate of how UFCs go, I can say a six to seven, eight month layoff. I don't see how she does not make an argument for trying to come to WrestleMania yep. now. Thank you, Two Chains. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Wait, this was this, this was UFC one ninety three. I thought just to make sure we're clear, I thought it was one ninety three. Is it one ninety three? That's what I thought the hashtag was. I could be totally wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm sorry. You're right. It's 193. She's not coming back to 200. But can That's I can I can I ask you a follow up? Just because you're kind of our our MMA guy, do you consider her to have as much, more or less appeal to a WrestleMania crowd having lost that fight? Stephanie McMahon is yep. going to sell this crazy. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. I think every and if the and if Ronda plays this right and this really goes under the radar for a while, the fact of seeing her. It's going to be awesome. Like, even if they say The Rock or somebody will appear with a special guest, the buzz is going to go crazy. Or even if they announce that she's going to come. Of course she is. Everybody's going to like her. Like You have to announce it if she's coming. The reason why I can't even argue UFC on the internet is because everybody's talking about her career is over and she shouldn't have been talking trash. I'm like, if you guys are real MMA fans, do y'all guys know who Anderson Silva is? He talks a lot of trash. He's so (coughs) hopes. And he got knocked out by Chris Wideman. And there, people don't even know who has the, the belt there. 
<laughs> because he lost to some some random guy who's American, by the way, which is which is weird. And it's just like, and people are still hyped to see Anderson Silva, who's lost his last, uh, who lost two fights in a row to Chris Weidman, and then just tested positive for steroid. And the mm-hmm. buzz is still around him. Mm-hmm. So like, Ronda's going to be fine. She's the top. She's she's going to be the top woman um, in the UFC. For, for until she retires. There's no, her image is perfectly fine. And her next fight will be just as big as this one. Absolutely. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Two Chains. Everything you said. Everything. You, you know what's even funnier than that? I was like, if you don't even watch UFC at all, I said a lot of you guys are out here buzzing that y'all want to see a Manny, a Manny uh, Pacquiao and Mayweather fight again. Manny lost his last two fights. Yep. Oh, let's be, still, let's be clear. I I, see that. I don't want to see that fight again because it sucked the first time. Yep, and it's, <laughs> I don't either. But people still want to see it. You know, people well, won't pay to see that again. People are dumb. Then that's what I say. Because <laughs> they just want to hope that Floyd loses. Yep, that's well, how it works, and everybody just wants to see Ronda win. Well, that rematch will definitely be good against Holm if they if they do it at UFC 200. I don't I don't watch a lot of UFC fights, but I'll watch anytime Ronda fights. She's she's yeah, that so big to me now. I'm a, I'm hoping they make an argument for her to come to wrestling. I'm really, I'm really big on wanting to see that, just because I think it's big for her image, and I want, I want WrestleMania to get as much publicity as it can for my first time going for sure. Yeah, and and it would be great. I if if they do it, they need to advertise her. It needs to be something bigger and more different than what she did at Mania this past year, because yeah. otherwise you're just repeating what what already happened. Um, but, well, you know, I think kind of remains to be seen. I hope it works out, too. Um, kind of getting back to the Undertaker match. So the stipulation on it is that two of the Wyatt family members will be facing Kane and Undertaker, but we will not know which two until the pay-per-view. You, you got to think you're not going to see Bray Wyatt as an official participant in this match. <laughs> Maybe I, not. I think that's written on the wall, uh, you know, Maybe whichever not. way. So... Does that mean he beats two of the Scrubs and the Wyatt family, and then the Bray Wyatt feud with Undertaker continues? Possibly, yes. But does the third Wyatt member come out, and then the third mysterious guest person comes out to save the Undertaker and Kane? Can I, can I make a suggestion? What I think may happen? I think this might uh, this match might actually turn into a five you know Survivor Series classic five traditional you know elimination tag match. Well, you have the four white members. You have one person that probably comes joins them later, you know. Or and then you have the Undertaker and Kane. You know, it probably would start out as a two on two, some type of disqualification that's going to lead into the traditional five man Survivor Series, where they recruit people and then have people join them on their side. Maybe you have a Sting come out. Maybe you have somebody else come out to join on their dark side, quote unquote, of the Undertaker and Kane. I just think it's it's going to be like a two part match that goes on that night. That that would be fun because it wouldn't be it would fill out the show because there's really not that many matches advertised right, right now. Well, there is going to be just to just to kind of update. I just read this before we went on the air here. A five on five traditional match. The participants are yet to be named. You got to think it's pretty much going to be all the people who are no longer in the tournament. And mm-hmm. I would see the baby faces winning that. Although, who's going to care about it because it wasn't booked and there's no story behind it? But I digress. <laughs> Unless Cesaro wins, then of course everyone's going to love it, Michael. You think? Do you think uh, by them making the stipulations for what it is hurts the image of the brothers of destruction? Mm. You know, shouldn't they have? T- shouldn't they have been willing to take on everybody? I just think it makes the match lame. I don't know if it reflects poorly on them as much as the booking. 
because I'm not excited about the match like I ought to be for the re. Because when the last time the Brothers of Destruction were together on TV, a couple years. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it's been a while. Like I thought they did something on SmackDown against the Shield, or maybe I'm completely wrong. I thought they tagged with Daniel Bryan on something. They did. Yeah. I would actually. Um, I would. I wouldn't throw out the possibility of the Wyatts winning on on Sunday because. At, at this point, Kane or Undertaker, like, you can't hurt them by losing. Like, they're too iconic at this point where a loss, what does that really do in the long <laughs> run? Um, and we've seen Bray, the Wyatts and Bray especially lose in enough feuds by now that why not have the Wyatts win? But I'll tell you what, though. I had this, this scary thought when they did that promo on Monday. For some reason, I had the scary thought that WWE might try to have Kane turn on Undertaker and have <laughs> Kane versus Undertaker 10 oh at WrestleMania in Dallas. I have that, that thought crossed my mind. Oh, walk me. around a hey. pole match. Hey, I love that. I'm, <laughs> I, mean, I, I would not be shocked if that happened. Just, I just had this That is my thought. potty break match <laughs> right there. I, I really would not want to ever see a Kane versus Undertaker match again. But uh, I would not put it past WWE. <laughs> Doctor M, you have the silly moment of the day. You got it. You got it. That, that, I, 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 that would be a funny, interesting call. But at the same time, I'm, I probably would agree with you on that. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a WWE move. <laughs> like, it, it, it really is classic WWE move. I just want to say, I, I love you guys. <laughs> 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 oh boy I'm not sure we can top that that was pretty epic um, that's pretty good that's pretty I good I mean and you know we, we've talked a lot about very few matches and guys that's that's the pay-per-view that's it can that last for three hours you know they're probably gonna throw New Day in there so are they are they feuding I'm sure they'll be in that favorite? five on five don't you think oh they probably will or, yeah. or it would be the pre-show type yeah Oh, no, don't put New Day on the pre-show. Yeah, we'll put it back. I mean, with room that you're trying to do, I mean, let's say, all right, the two quarterfinals, that's like the, that's two matches right there, or two semifinals. Then you have the one, the final, that's three matches, and you know they got to be instant classic. Then you have to do the Undertaker match, which probably would go for like 15, 20 minutes. You know, it, it could, and then you got to throw your women's match in there and all those promos and stuff like that. I mean, it might get cut short to be on the pre-show. You, um... You guys think the New Day is losing heat at all, or just the crowd wasn't feeling them? It, that was just—I think that was just more of a crowd moment. It was just a—it was—I thought it was a dead crowd throughout the night. I don't know where they were last yeah. night. Yeah, yeah um, I, I agree with you. Pretty much dead crowd. Yeah. Um, is there anything else big that you guys wanted to touch on before we sign off? We pretty much kind of covered it all, unless there's something we missed. <laughs> Heard rumors of James Storm coming to Raw next week. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. I like him in NXT. Do so. Do so. Uh, because of his hometown. It's a t- it's a Tennessee next week. Yeah, if it was a Cena Open Challenge, I'd be into it. Otherwise, I don't see the point. Oh, my goodness. The advocate for John Cena. <laughs> Bring Cena back. I miss him. I can't live without you, John. What do you, what do you guys think he's doing in his spare time right now? Uh, Lifting weights. Yeah, or healing, just naturally healing. Because he does take a lot of bumps and bruises. You know, with the time he puts in, you got to give him that. He works. He's making a show too, like a reality show with Fox, is what I read. But 
He's granting make wishes. Train wreck two. Yeah, he's granting wishes twenty four seven. Yes. Train wreck two. Two change are funny. You know what? I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Train Wreck again on the plane on my iPad because I I enjoyed that movie. Train wreck X S X. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. Train wreck subtitle the John Cena sixteenth title reign. <laughs> or tra- train wreck part three starring Sheamus as WWE champion. Um, it's not as, um, what, what do you think is next for your man Stardust? You know what? I, it's so confusing and frustrating at the same time because at first he's with the Ascension, then they take him off. Then he does a little Cesaro section, never comes to light. I, I, I really hope they just get rid of the Stardust and bring back Cody Rhodes. And I think that's just the best thing for him to do at the time. And if they bring back Cody Rhodes, bring back a dashing or undashing Cody Rhodes and, and just let him roll with that gimmick. Be in that mid-card feud and just let him compete and see what he can do because the Stardust gimmick is just really limiting him on his capabilities. I'm, I'm hurt. <laughs> yeah. Well, D-Wayne, did you have anything for us before we go? Um, no. I'm just very sad and <laughs> feel that, uh, I feel that the WWE should make me be the lead of creative because... That was to happen. I'll be making the WWE a lot of money. Who who would be your champion since Seth Rollins left? Who would you book as champion? Sheamus. No, actually, (laughs) actually, I'll listen to the fans. And who do the fans want? Somebody who I don't want, but you know. Ronda Reigns. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it's hard to say fans because there's so many demographics, I, I, I would, age groups. I would book Kevin Owens as champ. Ooh, hey, that's what I wait, said. Wait a minute. Thanks, D-Wayne. You missed me in my night. <laughs> he, <laughs> muted, hey, he muted himself. Only until good. John Cena comes back. Hey, oh. D-Wayne. <laughs> D-Wayne, I, I, <laughs> I got a question for you. <laughs> Yes. Um, is it safe to say that John Cena is a product of the John Cena monster palace right now? <laughs> oh, did he did he de push himself? <laughs> do you have do you have five minutes of your life to elaborate on this? I like John Cena is never going to be a part of John Cena's monster palace. You want to? I mean, he lost to he lost to a super kick, and now he's gone for six months. He's gone because. Hey, that's what he does. He can do whatever he wants. He can leave for a year and come back, and he'll be WWE champion. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, John Game Genie Game Shark Cena wins again. I love Game Genie. <laughs> John, John Cena is on the bottom of the PlayStation, and the WWE is plugged into him. <sighs> On a side note, before we go to uh, two chains, great Power Rangers pick. I saw how you just posted that, you know, uh, on your personal Facebook page. I should post this for BGB. I love that picture, man. Just hashtag to the livelihood of where we grow. I know that's a side note topic. I'm sorry. But. Can I can I ask? Uh, speaking of dressing up in costumes, D Wayne, you you hinted on the last episode that you had a surprise planned for something you were going to wear to WrestleMania in Dallas. Can you give us any hints or hints to the fans? No, I can't give no hints. But just know, there's going to be something unexpected. Especially for me. Oh, um, A-Rod, 
Uh, I want to say that I am very thank you for uh, letting me know about the WWE code that was going on the other day. And I'm oh, very pleased with my uh, shirts that I got in. Yeah, yeah, I oh, wore I, I wore mine this weekend. We need to order something. Yeah, yeah next. Yeah, I do need to get something. You need to be fresh for Mania, man. Yeah, the next wave. Please let me know because uh, I definitely want to get a Cesaro, and I'm definitely going to get that um, that We the People shirt for sure. You Wait. really want that We the People shirt, don't you? <laughs> you know, I like it because it's a really nice shirt. Like every day, like it, you know, it's just really cool. Like it, it doesn't even seem like a like a fan shirt. It just so looks like a really cool shirt. You, you know? work that into your rotation, hey, huh? I'm getting the unicorn shirt. The unicorn oh, shirt is sweet. I am not a fan of it. At all. You just need to put your unicorn horn on, man, and be, get with it. There you go. <laughs> what if they start selling unicorn horns you could strap to your head? That would be sweet. I just yeah. went to WWEshot.com and get us what's on this Black Friday sneak peek for like half off. What's that? Money mm-hmm. in the bank lunchboxes and the briefcase. How much is the briefcase? $50 today. Yeah, I'd pay 25 for it. I put it. I put it right next time. I have a shelf with a bunch of wrestling memorabilia. I'd put it right next to my Jim Duggan signed uh, piece of wood. What is what is that guitar? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you? Do you play guitar? <laughs> I do. Let me hear it. Strum something. <laughs> nah. I want you to learn the Finn Balor song and play it on the podcast. That would be sweet. Sorry about that, but yeah, I'm not always making noise, and I'm not supposed to be. <laughs> well, I want you to play a song now. I didn't know. I did not know you played. This is new to me. Yeah, I, I, I've had some cloudy days in my past. So I picked up a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> another day, another day. Oh another lord, day. that was that was so random. I love it. By the way, if any of you guys are interested in the WWE 2K16 game, I. I think I need to check my list real quick. I have it over here. Target, I think, has it on sale for Black Friday, which I am going to pick up. And I think oh, it is going to be, hold on, got it right here. $30. Best Buy, I'm sorry. Oh, I will pick it up for $30. I will yep. do that. Yep. So Ooh. that's a, you know, if you missed it, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing mixed reviews on the game, but for $30, it's worth a try. The graphics look sure. good. And, you know, you'll be a fan of it uh, one way or the other. If it plays bad or plays good, the storylines are typically really good to, to mess around with. So It's got a big right. roster, and it's got the Austin storyline mode, too, which is kind of yeah. neat. And um, on the next episode, I would do my review for Creed because I'm going to see it tomorrow. Oh, awesome. fantastic. I uh, I may have a review for you. I think I might try to, you know, that Paige and Miz uh, Santa movie that just came out today. <laughs> I, I may or may not try to have that ready for review next time. I just want to see Elf Page, dude. That's got to be tremendous. Um, I wonder how long it took for her to record that, being that she wasn't off anything. Um, probably about as long as the movie is good, my friend. Um, I guess I one quick. Triple H called him is a B a B plus. What was a B superstar? Like a B movie, yeah. B list actor. B list actor, yes. Um. Real quick on the serious tip before we head out, because we we have been uh, completely incoherent for about ten minutes now. Um, <laughs> I did want to say on the serious tip, um, a rest in peace to um, the late great Nick Bockwinkle. He passed away over the weekend at the age of eighty. Um, he was um, you know a longtime superstar in the AWA, definite legend, uh, WWE Hall of Famer, 
great vocabulary. If you ever see any old Nick Bockwinkle promos, he had was such a great heel. He used and Doctor M. You can appreciate this as someone who does a lot of writing. Really great vocabulary. A lot of uh, words that went over a lot of wrestling fans' heads. Lugubrious <laughs> being one of my favorites. Um, so, so rest in peace and much respect to Nick Bockwinkle. Um, just wanted to get that on there before we head out, as well as you know. Our thoughts and prayers to all the victims of the uh, attacks in Paris. We'd be remiss if Absolutely. we didn't mention that. But um, we'll be definitely be getting back with you guys sometime in the middle of next week following Raw and the pay-per-view. Um, if these guys are so kind to wait for me, it may take me a couple days to rejoin the wrestling world after getting back from the East Coast uh, in New York City. But I'll, I'll get with it sooner or later. Um, otherwise, you know, just... Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes and all that and let people know that we're here. Um, shout out to Melissa Joan Hart. You're one of our followers of our podcast. You've been getting a, a lot of hate on Twitter from Kevin Owen and The New Day, and it's completely unfair. So shouts out to uh, Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. We, we, we ride with you. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> um, and also, uh, we will shout out whoever ends up being our 700th follower on the next episode because we are almost at 700 followers. We will shout you out by Twitter handle, and we will uh, give all praise to you on the next episode. So, be the 700th follower. Anything else, guys? I'm good. All right. I think we did it. Uh, For Two Chains, for Dr. M, for Celis, for Mr. D-Way, and this is Aaron. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Have a lovely week and an awesome Survivor Series weekend. Facebook.com slash